and welcome to episode 104 of My Pocket Psych, the podcast all about the psychology of the workplace. I'm Dr. Richard McKinnon, and I'm joined by my co-host, Pilar Orti. Pilar, how are you doing today? I am very well, so thank you for asking, and I hope the listeners listening to us are also very well. I mean, it's one of the main things at the moment, isn't it? Yes. Just keep well keep well. Uh, Everything else sort of pales into the background. I'd love to start this episode um, with some listener feedback. I'm just going to dive straight into that because I got the nicest message just the other day and and they've given me permission to to share it as well. I did want to check before I read out their (laughs) message. But um, so Maya got in touch um, and she wrote, hi, Richard. I hope you're well. I stumbled across your podcast the other day for the first time. I just wanted to say thank you for creating them. They're great. I really like the balance between the conversation you have with Pilar and the insight shared. I've been looking for ways in which I can stay in touch with the world of Oxyc, especially when life gets manic, and your podcast series has been perfect. I was having a clear out last night and listening to the episode about emails. I can't wait to catch up to the latest episodes. Thank you. Thank you, Maya. Um, It's really nice uh, to hear from listeners. Um, Please, if you are finding this useful, let us know. If you have suggestions for how we could make it even better, let us know. It's just really good uh, to know what kind of an impact this is having, if any. So message us on on Twitter, at MyPocketPsych. You can send us an email, and the link to that email address will be in the show notes. And you can even leave us a voicemail if you would like us to hear your voice and a link to that will also be in the show notes. But uh, thank you, Maya. That's really, really lovely to hear how you're finding it useful. So listeners will know that we have Work Life Psych Club, which is our online community all about personal development. And as part of that, we have a monthly meetup online. December's meetup was, at the suggestion of a few members several months ago, an introduction on how to use the app Todoist. Now, I've mentioned the app a few times on the show before. It's a task management app, you know, to put your to-dos, your reminders, your projects, that kind of thing. And it's one that I use a lot with my clients. I find it very accessible, but it's also very powerful. You can do a lot with it. So I did a demo of that. I did it live. So um, if there if there are nerves when recording a podcast, you can multiply that by 10 when you're actually doing a live demo <laughs> of an app um, with camera, with, with sound, when um, you are an advocate of it. But I think it went okay. So anyway, it was recorded uh, because a few people couldn't make it that day. And so I've shared it on the YouTube channel. So I'll put a link to that uh, in the show notes as well. It's um, it's an hour long, actually. The, each of our meetups is an hour long, but because it's YouTube, you can just scroll through till you find something new and interesting uh, for you. Let, let us know what you think of it. And if you'd like to see more of that kind of content, it would be great to know. You can join the club uh, by visiting worklifepsych.com club. It's completely free. Um, we have these monthly meetups, we have discussions, and, and really it's all about the topics we cover on the podcast and the kind of work that I do day to day at Work Life Psych. It's about productivity, it's about well-being, it's about professional effectiveness. So if you're interested, I'd love to see you there. It's a nice bunch. <laughs> it's really nice bunch. You're there, there too, aren't you? I keep <laughs> yes. forgetting that. Yes. I'm there. I'm not very active, uh, but it's a nice bunch. I've got a question, um, Richard. Please. Uh, you said that you use the app with your clients. Does that mm-hmm. mean do you recommend it to them? Do you actually use it with them? How do you? What does that mean? Yeah, it's a recommendation thing. So from mm-hmm. time to time, uh, will the coaching will focus on 
either dealing with feeling overwhelmed or improving productivity, something in that general space. And they might be the kind of person, and there are many, who try to remember everything or try to have reminders on infinite scraps of paper. And so we start by saying, look, let's create a system. Mm -hmm. And you know, while I consistently say coaching isn't about telling you what to do or giving you the answers, it, it can be about, look, here's some options. Would you like to explore these? These are really popular. And often it boils down to one that I'm really familiar with, which is Todoist. And I, I can do that demo. I can show them how to get set up, but I can also walk them through how it feels, how it feels good to get all this stuff off your mind and into a system and know that it's safe and know that you can find it on all your devices and you will get reminded and yeah, you have, you can stop remembering to remember. Okay. Thank you. Very interesting. That's the relevance there. I, I am not sponsored by Todoist. No. <laughs> <laughs> Though, <laughs> if Doist, the company, would like to sponsor uh, me, I am more than willing. Uh, no, I, I'm just a huge advocate of it. I yeah. use it personally and professionally. I find it really useful. And um, so that's why we did the, the demo. So today we're going to also focus a little bit on the space of, of productivity, but maybe broaden the lens a little bit. Not so much um, making sure we get all the things done uh, or even some of the things done, but actually having a bit of a retrospective or a weekly review. Again, this is something that comes up in coaching conversations quite a bit, uh, such that you're very busy, you make it through your working week, and then you kind of launch yourself into your weekend. And, and rightly so, you know, you've, you've worked hard all week. I'm an advocate, though, of pausing before starting your weekend uh, to look back and see how the week has gone, to identify any lessons learned. There's a number of reasons for this. But one of them, and I've mentioned this before in our conversations, is a tendency that we can have to live week to week, um, even Monday to Friday to Monday to Friday. And we have a weekend and we come back in on Monday and we're kind of ambushed by something that if we'd looked ahead a little bit, that might not have been the case. Or we repeat a mistake. And if we'd looked back, that might not have been the case. Or we uh, only focus on some of the things that went wrong and that we feel bad about and we neglect the successes or the things that we managed okay. So the review, from my perspective, is a way of drawing a line under your working week, identifying some learning opportunities, and preparing for the week ahead um, to give you a sense of closure and an opportunity to enjoy your weekend. How does that sound to you, Pilar? I think, well, it sounds it sounds great. <laughs> uh, I think that uh, it's a way, as you're saying, as well as of reviewing how you've done. And I think sometimes there's there's many people who feel like they haven't done anything, or sometimes I can feel like I haven't done much. And actually looking back through the week, I can see how that can be very powerful. And also what interests me most is looking forward mm -hmm. as well, seeing how I can carry what's happening one week into the next one. So I I don't really tend to review a week as a week, but I do look ahead when I'm planning. Um, and of course, the stuff that sometimes I pick up. But I, I don't have many things that actually can be transferred from one week to another. So mm -hmm. I think maybe that's why I haven't, I don't do the, 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 the review maybe because of that. 
And to be really clear, this isn't a must-have for everyone. Think of context. If your role is one where it could be beneficial, or if your experience to date has been, you know, you're you're dropping things, you're forgetting things, or you're feeling ambushed by things uh, the next week, then maybe it is a good time to to take a little bit of time out of the end of the week. And on that note, it doesn't have to be a Friday afternoon. There's no rule, there's no evidence to say Friday is the best day to do it. And of course, I'm trying not to talk about Fridays because I know that not everyone works a Monday to Friday working week. We have lots of different working arrangements. So let's just think of it as the end of your working week, whenever that is, towards the end, because actually, you know, thinking about this at the beginning of your last working day still gives you an opportunity to save or pull some irons out of the fire um, if you're up against some deadlines. Now, I first came across this concept in David Allen's book, Getting Things Done. And we have referenced that before, and it's a a great book. Um, His approach, and I'm paraphrasing here, um, and I'm sure someone will get in in, in touch if I'm really misinterpreting it, but his, his approach is really about getting your arms around all of your responsibilities and all of the obligations and the demands on your time and attention and making sure you're capturing it so making sure um, you're checking your meeting notes for actions, you're looking at your calendar for things to prepare for, you're checking the tasks you didn't do and assigning them to another day, so that, that kind of thing. And that's really good for preventing um, responsibilities or, or tasks falling off you know, the edge of the desk, if you like, just, just getting ignored uh, or procrastinating about them. But what I try and do is, that, I mean, that's a really overwhelming thing to do when you're not doing anything yet. So if we think about some of the clients I work with, they're they're not doing anything. And if I said, here's a 25-point checklist for you to use, it's not going to land well. And it's going to feel like work when what I'm trying to do is instill this as a benefit, you know, a reflective exercise that you want to do because you, you accrue some kind of benefit from it. So what I do is start small. And I would argue that most good habits can and should start nice and small. Um, And I use a five-point checklist. So that's a lot less than some of the other ones. And you can start with five points and grow. And and that's where I'm at. When I do a weekly review, I'll cover off the points we're going to walk through, but there'll be other things I know it's worthwhile to check. There are more nuts and bolts, logistics, planning type things. The five points I want to work through, I believe, give you a nice rounded review of the most important factors to consider and help maybe put a bit of a spring in your step for your weekend. So let's walk through those. And I'd love to hear um, what you think um, in terms of their relevance. Uh, We do very different jobs, you and I, Pilar. And if there's Mm -hmm. things that you think maybe reflect these points well or are missing, you know, it's up for discussion. It's not (laughs) it's not written in in tablets of stone. (laughs) Now, I I start with S for self-care. Um, And the reason I put it first is because it's something that we can easily neglect when we're busy, when we're under pressure. uh, And really simply, what have you done this week to look after yourself? And if that's a very difficult question to answer, then you can start to look at next week and block out some time to do some of this self-care. 
And we touched on this in a, in a previous episode uh, when Dr. Rachel Ski is joining me for a conversation about the different ways we can look after ourselves. But these need not be time consuming. They need not cost us any money, but they are an investment in us. Something that we do that's enjoyable or contributes to our well-being or contributes to us being the kind of person that we want to be. And if you are busy and you've been hammering through your to-do lists and you've been going from meeting to meeting and just surviving and maybe maybe you've been doing things like lots of childcare or homeschooling and pets and all this stuff, self-care might have gone right to the bottom of your list. So if you think of it as an investment and you plan for it, you can look to next week and start putting in little slots in your schedule. If you have been doing it this week, did it work? How did you feel about it? Because you might experiment with these things and realize, well, my friend does this and she really likes it, but I tried it and then I was bored. So I'm going to try something else. So self-care is quite subjective, quite context specific, but I think it's useful to start with that because it can fall off the list. What do you think? Yeah, I really like that it's the first thing in the in the review because, well, one, it's usually the last thing <laughs> we think about, or maybe I'm talking for, uh, for myself. And also it's a good reminder that unless we do that, it's really difficult for everything else to be sustainable. And I really like that it's in that weekly review because at least we've got time. We know that we have a time when we're just thinking about how we look after ourselves. I really like that it's first. I saw um, a social media post a few weeks ago that really resonated with me, which was taking a break is being productive. Yeah. And and these things are often viewed as opposites, you know, and, and actually what I, I want to instill is if you want to be your best at work, then you need to invest in yourself and you need to sleep and you need to eat and you need to look after yourself and you can be you know, the best, whatever it is that you do. But yeah, let's get it at the top of the list. Let's think about it and let's experiment with things next week. Now, the next is W for wins. Wins as in what went well? What were the successes? Uh, what was nice about this week? Um, what brought a smile to your face? Uh, what were your achievements or accomplishments? Even what did you overcome? You know, maybe it was a setback or a difficulty, but actually you're really happy with how you dealt with it. Again, it's intentional here at the top of the list to focus on the, the, the happy side of the sheet, if you like. What went well rather than here's a list of things that scared me or stressed me out, because it's quite easy to find those things um, for, for many of us. So the wins can be very small. Um, and just like we might when we're practicing gratitude, you know, we don't have to, and in fact, we can't, I would imagine, find massive things to be grateful for every day. So often we're looking for small things that are meaningful to us as uh, the same with your wins. What is it that you would put on your list of wins? The second question with this is, how can you replicate this? Is there a learning point so that you can have more of these wins next week and the week after? And I love doing this because um, I've got a lot on. I, I mean, like most people, um, and with multiple projects in the air and things like that, being reminded that some stuff is going well, it's not, it's not standout, it's not winning prizes, but actually it's going well. And this other project is on time and uh, this is a new client, that's a win. And I got some feedback and that's a win, you know. So it, it's really useful to to go back to that and remind yourself that um, the, the world of work is not a, a valley of tears all the time. 
Yeah. And I think that the point about learning from it is also, for me, it, it's, it's so important to look back at what's gone well and also sometimes what that says about how we operate. So what we can learn from that and how we can do more of the same, but also to just remember the things that we're good at and maybe want to build more on that. I, th I think there's a lot of information as well as the, the very important feeling of accomplishment. It, this is core to this, really. It's lovely to make a list of things that have gone well, but if we can reflect and try and figure out why, um, then that's going to be great for the future. The next is issues. Um, anything that was difficult, disappoint, uh, disappointing, any setbacks, difficulties. Um, again, we're, we're doing this not to beat ourselves up uh, or to criticize ourselves, but to reflect on what can I learn from these? So, for example, to what extent did I have control over that? You know, was this a, a random thing that, you know, let me down? Uh, was this something that I that could have been averted if I had done something just a little bit differently? Um, can I ensure this doesn't happen again? Or if I know this could likely happen again, how would I like to handle it differently next time if it happens again? So, again, it's learning, 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 but also um being honest with ourselves, some of the things that really sting, we couldn't have done anything about. It was totally outside of our control. And some of them, and sharing moment coming up in a second, <laughs> some of them we definitely could. Um, one thing that I learned a couple of months ago was um, revisiting the power of checklists when you're doing anything vaguely uh, technical and new to be able to go through steps to make sure you do things. Um, last weekend, uh, I sat in front of my camera in my office and recorded 30 minutes of what I thought was non-stuttering, really high quality content for the YouTube channel. You can, you, you know where this is going, yes. right? And then went to stop and realized I hadn't started. Oh. That was, that was a learning point. There was an absolute learning point. So um, I actually have the checklist on my iPad next to me on the table when I'm recording now. You know, learning point. I was incandescent. <laughs> I thought I can't repeat that, but actually it wasn't so bad in the end. But um, that, was, that was the thing. Can I do something about that? You know, I'm here by myself. No one else is going to remind me to do it. What can I do differently next time? It reminds me as well of something I read maybe today or yesterday. I can't remember where, what it was, but it, it, it was something along uh, the lines again of, um, of reviewing our work, etc. And the point I remember was the reminder to ask for help when we need it. And I think that sometimes in reviewing what we are having trouble with or what we've had an issue with or whatever, things that haven't gone as well as planned, also it can be that little prompt to go, ah, okay, that I'm still working that out. Maybe next week I can plan to get in touch with X or whatever. So it can also help with that prompting and planning of action of stuff that actually, if not, we might just forget until the issue is there in our face again. This is it. And these link together. They're listed in an order so that they're easier to remember. But exploring the issues might, for example, point out that I made those mistakes because I was tired. So I can do something about that in, in terms of self-care. I can get to bed on time, you know, um, rather than, uh, well, I'm sure that will never happen again. And then we get into the same situation. So always learning, always reflecting on what's in our control and then looking to put to bed the things that weren't so we can move on. Next is P for pivots. Any behavioral changes we're going to make as a result? What will we do differently 
to secure more of the wins, to minimize the issues, or to minimize the impact of the issues on us um, if we're in a situation where they're going to be around for a while. Let's be honest. Some of the challenges we face in the workplace don't just happen in an afternoon. They might be an ongoing tension or difficulty or conflict or an amount of workload we have to deal with. It could last for weeks. So being realistic about that, what am I going to do differently now that that is in my life? And this, I think, is really powerful because we're turning our thoughts about something and our evaluations of something into concrete decisions, concrete action we can take doesn't have to be huge. In fact, probably won't be huge, but it points us to what am I going to do next week as a result of this reflection. Our final point is enlightenment. Uh, This covers everything about learning. So when we look back at our week, what did you learn about yourself? Now, that could be a function of the issues that you faced. Maybe you learned you were more resilient than you thought. Or maybe you learned that uh, you're super resilient unless something like X happens. What did you learn about your organization or indeed just the world this week? And it's very important to grab these learning points and save them somewhere. You think of them now, but we won't always have that thought in the way that we're having it now. We won't encode it to our memory perfectly like a computer. So make some notes. Um, And maybe this wasn't as explicit as it should have been, but this is a written exercise so that you can come back to these in future. Don't just think through these points, but make some notes. And in fact, the enlightenment piece, again, can be... um, really reminding you of the power of small things, the power of small changes, or it could be knowledge, facts about your organization that's going to be really helpful uh, in future. Maybe who's the technical expert when it comes to Y, or who's the person who owns the budget for Z, you know, this kind of thing that you've learned around you. Don't assume that it's going to hang around in your memory in that way forever. Five points, each of which um, implies that we should pause, reflect, note, and then they can all link with each other, potentially, and it need not take a lot of time. Starting out, you could have one answer to each of these five points. So you might write five words, you might write five sentences, but it's a lot more doable than a massive checklist of all the things you need to pay attention to before you can go home. Now, with those five, It is doable, but you can add to that. So um, what I've done with clients before and what I do myself is maybe add to that something uh, that's about planning and then take a look at the next few weeks in the calendar. Just skim through them to see if there's any um, approaching deadlines. Um, I always like to scan ahead for birthdays so I don't miss anyone's birthday, for example. I scan ahead for holidays (laughs) to, to cheer myself up, but also for public holidays. That will mean, oh wow, I can't, I can't arrange anything for that day, or that's another day out of the timeline. That that yeah. kind of thing. What we're trying to do is just minimize the chance we'll be surprised by things, and maximize our opportunity to get these things in our plan. Of course, you can then build, build, build. But starting with these core five, I think, is a nice place um, to to make it accessible. Yeah, and I, and I I really like it. I really like the the whole swipe thing as well. It feels to me like I'm starting a new page as well. Uh, And I really like the enlightenment, really taking down and thinking through stuff that 
is quite important, but we might otherwise not write down because I always we've always got it in our head and there's never the right moment to write it down or there's never the right place to write it down. So I really I really like that as the the wrapping up of the of the exercise. This is the thing, isn't it? It will go in there, but recalling it is the problem. That's that's the the, the failure of our memory sometimes. So uh, I would ask our listeners, get in touch. Do you do some kind of end of week review? Um, if so, what kind of uh, things are on your list and why do you find it useful? If not, would you be up for experimenting using this or, or something like it. Um, for those of you that, that want to get a little bit more detail around this, I recorded a video about this um, quite a few weeks ago now, and that's on the, the YouTube channel. So I'll, I'll put a link to that as well. Um, and I'm experimenting here. So I'm looking at interests for specific episodes on the podcast and who, who actually looks at listens to that versus video because we know people like different things and they prefer uh, to consume via different channels, but it's on there anyway. Um, so again, take it, make it your own, um, build it up uh, over time. Um, the purpose here is not to give you more work to do. It's to give you an opportunity to learn from what's gone by and to make next week uh, an even better week than the week uh, that you're leaving behind. Pilar, any final thoughts on this before we wrap it up for today? Not really. I would, well, yes, one thing is the typical, have you got anything more to say? No, but <laughs> um, <laughs> my only thing would be, I would love to hear from listeners if uh, they, if they, as you say, if they experiment with this, but also if they have any other favorite ways of ending a week or, or a week, whatever that week looks like, or, what, or a time period and planning ahead. And I, I really like from the swipe from what we've been talking about, the fact that we're looking back to plan ahead. I really like that forward movement. That's coaching, isn't it? That's all about <laughs> yeah. how, can, how can we make things better rather than digging too, too far uh, into the past. Pilar, thank you very much. Um, everyone listening, thank you for joining us. Um, again, yep, we always love to hear from you. So let us know what you think of this. And of course, any questions about it, we love to get those as well. So as ever, thank you for listening. Thanks for downloading this episode of My Pocket Psych. To get in touch with questions and feedback, you can tweet us at worklifepsych or leave us a message on the contact form at www.worklifepsych.com contact. Thanks for listening.